You are listening to Someone Like Me, an RTE Junior production, with thanks to the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Hi, my name is Connell, and I go to Galway Educate Together National School. I'm the narrator for Someone Like Me, so when you hear my voice, I'm going to be telling you jokes and giving you fun facts and wellness tips. Hello, and thanks for joining us again on Someone Like Me. My name is Kate Brennan-Harding and every week I find an amazing young person from around the country who has a fascinating story to share with us here on RTE Junior. Each young person gets to interview a grown-up that's a bit like them. This week, the star of the show is Orla Noely from Mullingar in County Westmeath. Orla is 10 years of age and one of the most active young people we've had on the show so far. Orla has an invisible illness, meaning it isn't obvious that she can be quite unwell at times. Orla's illness is called Crohn's disease. What is Crohn's disease? It is an inflammatory bowel disease. Our bowel is part of our digestion system. When a person has Crohn's disease, their digestive system can become swollen and very sore. It can be hard to go to the toilet and all the amazing vitamins and nutrients that we need to feed our bodies don't get where they need to go. Orla's joining us now and she's going to tell us her story. You are listening to Someone Like Me and I'm Orla Nogley, your host for this episode. Welcome to the show. So I'd like to tell you about myself. I'm 10, have blue eyes, long brown hair and I'm tall for my age. I was born and live in Mullingar, County Westmeath. My mom and dad are called Aoife and David. I have two sisters. I'm in the middle. My older sister Roisin loves Irish dancing. My younger sister Ailish loves karate. We have great crack together but have the odd row too. We also have two King Charles dogs, Coco, who's five, and Nola, who's a new puppy. I'm in fourth class and go to St. Colum Kills, Gainstown. I get the bus to school with Salish every morning. Mr. Kenny is my teacher. He's good fun and teaches us lots of interesting stuff. I'd like to give a shout out to all my friends at Gainstown, especially Ava, Isabel MacDonald and Sean. My favourite subject in school is Irish, but I also really like playing football or skipping at break time. When I grow up, I think I'd like to be a primary school teacher. I love being active and do loads of hobbies, including swimming, gymnastics, music, Gaelic, soccer and much more. I swim with Mullingar Jets three times a week and swim up to 60 lengths per session, so it's a tough workout. I love playing Gaelic football with Mullingar Shamrocks. Shout out to all my Shamrocks friends. I play midfield, so there's lots of running. I've played Irish music since I was six and do whistle lessons with Enda Siri at the moment. He's a great teacher. My life is a little bit different to other kids my age because I have a medical condition called Crohn's disease. I look totally normal on the outside, but my body works differently on the inside. My digestive system is overactive, so the acid in my stomach causes ulcers the whole way down from my throat to my stomach. Also, when I eat food, Crohn's disease stops my body from absorbing the vitamin and all the other good stuff, so I can often feel quite tired. When I have ulcers, it's called being in a flare. When my medication stops the symptoms, it's called being in remission. At the moment, thankfully, I've been in remission for quite a while due to medication. I didn't always know that I had Crohn's disease. I still don't know if I was born with it or if it developed later. Scientists don't know enough about Crohn's disease yet to know what causes it. When I was seven years old, I got really, really sick. I started losing weight, stopped growing and got really thin. I was going to the toilet up 24 times a day, even at night, and anything I ate caused me to go to the toilet almost straight away. I felt miserable and didn't have energy to do anything. 
I went to the doctor a few times and we were trying different medicines and ruling out other illnesses, trying to figure out what was wrong. Eventually, my mouth and throat filled up with ulcers. My mom brought me to A&E in Mullingar Hospital and promised me that we wouldn't leave until we knew what was wrong. I spent a few hours in the A&E and the consultant in there sent us to Crumlin Hospital. I had to have a procedure done called a scope. The doctors put me to sleep in an operating theatre and then looked inside my body using long cameras. Although it was very scary and quite painful afterwards, I was relieved that we would finally know what was wrong with me. Because Crohn's is an, is an invisible disease, like a look normal from the outside, it's very hard because other people can't see that I'm not feeling very well. Whereas if I had a broken leg, it would be really obvious and people would give you help and sympathy. When I'm 15 or 16, I'll have to stop going to Crumlin Hospital and when I, and I'll be sent to a different hospital because Crumlin is only for children. Again, I know I just have to adjust whenever my treatment changes and know that I'll always have my family to help me. Here are some mental health tips. If I'm feeling blue, fresh air helps. I go for a walk along the seaside or go to the woods. Okay, so it's nearly time for the chat. Orla is going to be joined by Michaela Hayes, who is a radio presenter. Michaela also has Crohn's disease and she has a thing called a stoma bag, which she calls Paloma the Stoma. She'll be explaining what that is later on in the episode. Let's jump into their chat now. Okay, Michaela, is it okay if I ask you a few questions now? Of course. What do you want to ask me? Well, first question. What were your symptoms when you were diagnosed? Did it take long to get diagnosed? What age were you? I started going to the hospital when I was 17. So I was 10 years older than you. Like you, I had ulcers all over my mouth and I had them all under my tongue. Did you ever have that? Yeah, I had them under my tongue and over my tongue. I had them everywhere. And you can't eat. Like I remember trying to like eat yogurts or anything and it just, it stung really bad and I couldn't talk properly. Yeah, I I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. So I didn't know what they were. I was just kept going and I I was just like, oh, that's sore on my tongue. It's not nice. And like you, I lost a lot of weight. I was tiny and I was going to the toilet all of the time and I'd have very bad pains in my stomach like you sometimes I'd end up crying with the pains they were so so sore with all of that I ended up going to hospital but I was my Crohn's is a tricky little devil right because every time I went in to get a scope done or to have uh, EUA or anything I was in remission every time they couldn't find anything so it took 10 years for me to get diagnosed now like your mom who was like we are not leaving until we get this sorted my granny was like we are getting an answer to this i don't care how long it takes so thankfully granny kept pushing and yeah it took 10 years but then i got diagnosed and i actually cried with happiness when i found out because i finally had an answer and i didn't think like i started to think i was making things up in my head and then when they were like you have crohn's it was like yay do you think you were born with crohn's disease or that it developed later in your life I don't know. And this is something I think about a lot. I don't know if you're born with it. And obviously I was a teenager when I started going to hospital. But when I was your age and younger, I was always quite sick and I had a really bad relationship with food. I struggled to eat because I would be in so much pain and stuff. So sometimes I think, yeah, I was born with it. What do you think? 
Well, I when I was younger, I did I didn't I've I was eating a lot. Like it just came so suddenly that we were just like, oh, what happened? But that's good though. At least you know you had a nice time with food. Then you had a few years of upset, but now you can eat what you want again, can't you? Yeah, I can eat I can eat anything I want now. So it's great. Yeah, same as me. However, when you get older, you have to stop eating as much chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what medications do you have to take, and are there side effects? How do you manage the side effects? Can you travel with your medications? Yeah, so I was on Humira, which is one of the injections that you take for up until I got my my stoma bag there. So I'm not on it at the moment. And I found Humira very hard. Like you, I had a really big fear of needles. I remember the nurse coming over to the house and trying to teach me how to do it and for me the first one I had to do four injections because you have to do a loading dose do they do that with you no I was just one get it over and done with <laughs> the first time I was bawling crying a woman in my 20s so she did the first one on my tummy and I found the tummy to be really really painful I did not like injection in the tummy so eventually we figured out that injection into my legs was better it didn't hurt as much where did you do it we did it once but uh, mum had to get a thing on her phone an email from crumlin to show and then one time when we were coming back they were like they had they were really cranky with us so we almost had to fight to bring it home yeah same with me did you did yours have to go in a little freezer bag yeah they went in this uh where you couldn't see through bag yeah do you eat a normal diet or are there some foods that trigger a flare for you? Well, even when I was on Humira, I found that there were foods that kind of triggered and flared me. Like I can't, even still, I can't eat real healthy. You know, if you have like loads of leaves and salads and fruit, I find that I spent ages on the toilet after I eat that. Do you still have that? No, that that never happened to me, I don't think. But I can imagine yeah it's very it was very sore and like so I have a little bag and she is named Paloma the Stoma so when my Crohn's I was on Humira and it was working but I was still getting flares and still really struggling on the toilet so I decided I couldn't live like that anymore because it was just it was too painful for me you know and I got a stoma so basically what that is is they do a surgery where they pull part of your small intestine out of your body. So it's just kind of above your hip and they pull it out and I just go to the toilet through that. So I have a little bag that's stuck on and I can empty my bag whenever I want. And then I only have to change it a couple of times a week and I can't feel when it goes. I have no control of when it goes. I just know when I walk around and I feel the bag is a little bit full. I'm like, oh, must empty that now. And it's great. And there's deodorant that you put in it. So I can actually tell people that my poo does not smell. It doesn't stink. <laughs> and now with my bag, um, with Paloma, the only thing I can't eat is popcorn because it might get stuck. But other than that, I can eat whatever I want. Same as you. I have another question for you. Did you ever have any surgeries related to Crohn's disease? Yes. Well, obviously I, I had my surgery where I got Paloma and I had so many scopes up and down. Did you have that, loads of them? No, I only had one and they figured out what was wrong with me straight away. It's great. And do you remember yours? Um, well, I can only remember a bit. I was screaming, crying uh, when I went in and they had to put on my ox an oxygen mask to calm me down and then I fell asleep. When I woke up, I was screaming, crying as well. I got so scared. Where am I? 
and um I was really felt really sick afterwards as well I was like going to the toilet I was get um puking up as well so yeah. it was it's scary yeah if you want to feel any better I had like when I had my surgery two years ago for the stoma I was the exact same I was bawling crying I have never not gone into surgery and not cried and I have had over 30 surgeries <laughs> with my Crohn's and I cry every single time and the nurses are amazing they always wipe my tears away and rub my head and make me feel better but the nice to you yeah they were, I can't really remember but the one thing I do remember I just forgot to mention it um the diet where I wasn't allowed to eat for 24 hours I was when I woke up I was just starving and I was like can I have food I'm really hungry can I have food so that was a really big part. Would they have given you tea and toast then when you woke yeah, up after well, the scope? When, when I woke up after the scope, I got tea and toast. I was, I, it was probably the best tea and toast I ever had. I was just going to ask you, is it the best tea and toast you ever had? Because there is something about that tea and toast after surgery that it tastes better than anything else in the world. Yes, definitely. And now the next question. Would you prefer if Crohn's was, was not an invisible disease? I would because I well I I would if it was kind of like you know like it looked like a broken leg like I wouldn't like yeah. it to not be invisible where people can see like you know your poop coming out of you constantly or you know <laughs> I want it to be like nice obvious not kind of like oh obvious yeah. but yeah do you find like a lot of people will come up and they'll be like oh but you look fine what do you mean you're tired oh no just yeah. get up and get out there now have you tried yoga? All of that stuff. But I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm so sick inside. Do you find that in school and stuff? People are like, yeah, okay. yeah. If, um, if I'm just feeling really sick, um, everyone would just like, oh, come on, play with me. Or like, come on. And then I'm just like, okay. And I'm kind of just like trying to act as if I'm not sick. So um, I'm just there, even if jumping in the skipping rope, I'd be kind of holding my stomach while jumping. If that have, if that if I felt really sick, like that would happen. You still do it when you feel really sick. You are a soldier. Like I literally, if I even get a twinge of a pain, or I tell you, if my friends are like, "Do you want to go for a walk?" I'm like, "Nope, I'm not leaving my bed for three days. Go away." So you're gonna have to give me some motivational talks to get me up out of this bed. <laughs> Um, I'll ask you the next question. Do you think they will find a cure for Crohn's disease in our lifetime? I think they will. I very much think they will. There's been lots of studies happening. And did you see there was one there a while ago where there was Crohn's disease in cows or they thought it was coming from there or something? It was very funny. I was like, okay. <laughs> I even yeah, find I think, that funny. <laughs> yeah, imagine some cows with Crohn's disease. Yeah. Go over to the field and chat to them. You can hardly even imagine that. Just cows having the Crohn's. Yeah, so if they're able to spot Crohn's disease in cows, you probably know, and I know from being diagnosed a while, like there's always new drugs coming out. There's always new tablets, new injections. So I very much think that there will be a cure. I'm going to say in the next 20 years. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but then again, when I think about it, I'm like, yes, definitely. So I'll just have to think about it more. Yeah, kind of, but in my mind, what I think, I'm like, well, if they manage to make the vaccine for COVID so quickly, yeah. surely within 20 years, we'll have a cure for Crohn's, surely. 
Yeah, but with COVID, it, it, everyone was so, like, it was happening in the whole world. Every single person knew about it. Whereas I'd say if you asked uh, someone, they'd be like, what's Crohn's? They'd just be like, what is that? Whereas, so the um, scientists would probably just put Crohn's in, or put COVID in front of Crohn's. So, like, COVID was the main priority. And so. I think 20 years is, is, a, yeah. is a good bit of time to give them to mm. work on it. And do you find that you have to explain to people a lot what Crohn's is? Yeah, well, sometimes when I go to the hospital, all I say is, oh, because I, I'm, 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 I have a dust allergy. So I, I, just, I just say, oh, I'm going up to Crumlin because I have a dust allergy. I kind of just act as if I don't know. And uh, it's just because they, they wouldn't ask anything else about the dust allergy so I'd just be like oh yeah I have a dust allergy or sometimes I'd just say oh I have ulcers in my tummy so I'm just getting medicine to help it and do you would you be embarrassed telling people about it well if there's loads of people I wouldn't really say it because I'm afraid they'll go home and tell their own their own parents and then they'd be like because oh, the parents would take it in more uh I don't know just they'd kind of think of it more whereas the kids it, it could go in the one ear and out the other in a way you, you know tell them stuff Ad and then be like what adults are pretty much the same i promise you that the amount of adults i've talked to where it goes in one ear and out the other and i'm a devil for it myself <laughs> do you think is are you worried that they'll treat you different if they know i don't know i'm just it's not, I don't really think about it, of it that much, but I would be kind of worried that they'd just, they'd be like, give me way too much help. They'd be like, oh, do you want to help open the door or something? So I, I'd just be like, uh, oh, I'm normal. I just, uh, um, I don't really, like, I look normal from the outside. So that's probably the way I'm with my medication when I'm in remission. Orla, I need you to ring me every morning and motivate <laughs> me to not allow people to do everything for me I'm so lazy and I need you to get me to exercise because you're great at that too <laughs> aren't you <laughs> yeah I, I do a load of hobbies so when I go home all I do is watch tv like as soon as when I get home from school I do my homework and watch tv because I know I have a hobby I have a hobby every single day of the week at this rate you are amazing I have like for me to do something once a week is a really big task <laughs> just think I'm lazy um do you know anyone other like other people with Crohn's disease I do after I got Paloma the stoma I decided to speak out on the radio about my Crohn's disease so I was working away and I did a documentary a short documentary about Crohn's disease and lots of people got in touch and they were messaging me on Facebook and Instagram and now I've met some of them in real life and other ones I've just had phone conversations with but it's so nice to be able to talk to somebody who understands it you don't have to explain it do you know anyone with it well I when I first got diagnosed I didn't know anyone I was like I didn't even know what it was myself and I just didn't know anyone at all yeah and then I think when you start to talk about it though and talk to other mm. people about it you kind of realize that like there's quite a few people in Ireland with this yeah no there's over 20,000 people in the country with it Jesus that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a lot did you think it would be a lot smaller than that yes definitely I what got... would you have said 
I would have said about, I don't know, two, five thousand. <laughs> 20,000, yeah. it's crazy. That's a lot in each county. Like, there's a, probably about like 10 in my, or Westmead, I'd say at that rate, or even more. Yeah. Well, I'm Westmead as well, so, and I have it. I'm only down the road from you. We should have a Westmead Crohn's party where we can eat all of the food that we want <laughs> and have a great time. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's time for me to come back into the room, the virtual room. What another amazing conversation you've had. I think loads of people would have learned so much about Crohn's. Orla, have you anything you'd like to say to people listening in schools? Well, I I'd kind of, I would like if people in their classrooms would kind of, if anyone had Crohn's disease in their this classroom, just uh, put it as if you're just a normal child and don't think about it too much as it'll only make you more worried. Michaela, what about you? Any more words of advice? I would say don't worry about it, just like Orla said. It is not going to hold you back from doing anything in life. I wanted to work in radio and I've been able to do that and I work full time. I wanted to jump out of a plane and I did that and I wouldn't do it again, but I did it and it does not stop you doing anything. And if you think someone in your class might have it or there's someone who goes to the toilet a lot because they have to, I think you should be respectful. Everybody has to go to the toilet. Some people have to go more than others. And don't make a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal, is it, Orla? No, it's not a big deal at all. Just don't don't even notice they're going. Just continue what your teacher is saying and put out your eyesight. Thanks so much, Michaela, for being on Someone Like Me. Uh, thank you, Orla, for talking to me and actually motivating me to do stuff with my life, considering you have so many hobbies and you're so active and so positive. And yes, you are amazing. And I cannot wait to see what you do in the future. You're a superstar. Well, I caught up with Orla after the recording. Orla, what was that like for you? Well, I really liked talking to someone else that had Crohn's because I, I didn't really know anyone that had it. So I was really happy that I could actually meet someone that had Crohn's and kind of went through the same thing as me. Completely. And like yeah. one of the things that stood out to me in some of the editing is there's a part where you find out there's sort of 20,000 people in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, really? Wow. Yeah. Blown away by that, you know. Um, so do you feel like a bit more confident in yourself in terms of that there's you're not alone out there with, with living with Crohn's? Yeah, I feel like I can be more, I used to be very protective over it, that I was afraid everyone would say, would just take it really serious. But now I'm kind of happy that um, I might be able to um, tell people more about it. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Someone Like Me. This show was made in partnership with RTE Junior and the BAI. This is our... RTE Junior Five!